0: Blob Talk Radio Do it once again Now we're taking in All oh, the memories From flirting back To me Sing it out loud Now are you proud Full oh, of deception But you I can me
1: and it's off my debut album, Leave It All Behind, which you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight as I will be interviewing a well-renowned and established music journalist and magazine owner named Bill Copeland. Before I bring him on the air, I'd like to tell everyone a little bit about my show as I do at the beginning of each of my shows. I'm a clinical psychologist and also a singer-songwriter, and I've always wanted to combine my psychology background with my background in music and entertainment. Supporting people in the entertainment industry as well as others doing interesting and creative ideas has always made me want to interview, explore, and delve into the lives of these fascinating persons to assist them with promoting who they are and what they do. As everyone probably knows, in the world that we exist in today, it's very hard to break into many types of creative things, whether it's writing, acting, music, comedy. And something I really find satisfying is being able to support people and help them get their names out there, so that's definitely one of the concepts of my show. On my show, my audience is also going to get a real taste of what these people's lives are like, the experiences they encounter, and learn what it's like to be in the profession. Two concepts that I would like to keep in mind, well there's actually three, but um, one of them is that although I am a clinical psychologist, I want to let people know that this show is not by any means meant to provide therapy or any other type of formal treatment. I may at times, or the interviewing people that I may interview may ask me questions that are related to psychological concepts, and we can discuss them, but it will be in more of a general and broad way so that we provide information to the public and people that are listening into the show. The second thing I request is that since we are going to be talking about exciting, intriguing, and sometimes controversial stories that especially the interviewees have encountered in their journey to becoming whatever profession they're in, I request that the specific persons or organizations that are being discussed do not have their identifying information revealed as my goal is not to humiliate or embarrass people on this show. But again, I want everyone who I interview to be real and feel open to discuss any topics they would choose to. And finally, since I do have a very diverse audience, I prefer to keep profanity at a minimum. Um, I know that sometimes things might flip out, but let's just try to keep it to a minimum. Finally, at the end of the show, I will provide information about how you can become a guest on the show. Please create a Blog Talk Radio account to go into the chat room if you would like to join us at www.blogtalkradio.com, and also if you would like to call in, the number is 805-243-1320 if you want to ask any questions later on in the show to the people that I interview. Also, I apologize in advance, since I will be focused on the interview, I may not be able to respond freely in the chat room, so I've posted some information about the person I'm interviewing, as well as additional information about how to join in and call us later on. So, I'm sure everyone's intrigued to get to the interview and hear from our guest tonight, Bill Copeland. I've been fortunate to be one of the artist's albums that he has reviewed in his um, magazine that he writes for, and he has... I. Honestly, I'm genuinely saying this. I've read many of his articles, and I'm thoroughly impressed with his writing skills. He has an exceptional talent for writing reviews on musicians. So anyone who's a musician out there, I know he does say that talent, you know, he will listen to the stuff first before he writes about it, but uh, I would recommend that people definitely seek him out because he really knows what he's doing. So let's review some background information on Bill Copeland, and then we will bring him on the air. Bill Copeland is a magazine owner and music journalist with over 20 years' experience writing for the music industry. He earned a B.A. in English from Catholic College in New Hampshire. Before starting his own magazine, Bill had spent many years writing for vast various national publications such as WomenWhoRock.com out of Brooklyn, Rocker Girl out of Seattle, and Venus Magazine out of Chicago. He writes articles and reviews about bands, singers, songwriters, and solo artists. During this interview, he will discuss why he started his own magazine, the logistics and challenges that go into developing the magazine, along with hopefully some entertaining and intriguing experiences he has counted encountered on his journey to becoming a writer. You can check out his online magazine at BillCopelandMusicNews.com. And Bill Copeland Music News is also a for-profit online music magazine. So let's introduce our guest for the evening. And Bill Copeland, you are now on the air. Hello, Kerry. Hey, how are you?
2: Very good. How are you?
1: Good, good, good. Welcome aboard. I'm very happy to have you on the air and interview you tonight.
2: I'm happy to be here, Kerry. <laughs>
1: very cool. So, um... I guess here, let's uh unless you wanna have any opening words for the audience, I'll get into the interview, but I'll leave that up to you. Um, I'll let you start out. Okay. <laughs> um Joshua. so I did review what's that?
2: It's your yeah. show. You can
1: go first. It's my show? Well, no. Actually, it's about you. That's why I do this show. As I said in the beginning, I'm really a strong advocate for supporting all types of creative people doing things, So, but thank you. Okay, so we'll start off. Um, I reviewed a lot of your information on your website as well as some of the stuff you sent me when I requested a bio, and I wanted to say, as I mentioned, you know, you've been writing for a long time now, and it definitely shows, as your reviews are, extremely descriptive, thorough, and well-written. Um, can you tell our audience how long you've been well we know how long I'm sorry 20 years but uh can you tell our audience about when you realized it was that it was your passion that was something you wanted to do to become a writer let's see um in the late
2: 1970s um uh, the boston globe had a section that came out every thursday called calendar and okay. it was loaded with interviews and and reviews and it was my favorite reading. It was like my my um, last year in junior high school, first year in high school. So when I okay. got my driver's license a couple of years later, I said, hey, I, I want to go to concerts down in the city. And so I'm going to go to clubs in the city. And then I was, you know, so I liked music and I liked writing. It, it just sort of happened.
1: Okay. Very cool. Did you feel that it came pretty naturally to you? I mean, was it something you felt like? you really had to hone your skills in on and work really hard at, or was it just something that kind of came natural? Uh,
2: ri-
1: writing doesn't really come natural. I mean, some
2: people are more um, – have more of a facility for, you know, verbal arts than others being able to, you know, right. um, turn a phrase. But it's it, it, it's it's hard work, I mean, to find the right word and – and put it in the right part of the sentence. Put the sentence in the right part of the paragraph. I mean, that's it, right. it, it. It didn't happen overnight. It was a lot of hard work. Okay.
1: Because I'm sure if anyone, left, as I mentioned, and I'm I'm really complimenting you, but I, I truly mean it. I mean, if anyone looked at your stuff, it looks like it just flows so naturally for you. I mean, it just looks like it comes very freely out of you. And I mean, you use very descriptive terms to describe stuff. It's just like you're almost like there with you when you're writing it. So. Again, I mean, if you do work hard, great for you, but it looks like it's something that, you know, that really just comes naturally to you. Um, What were some of the tasks that you would say, especially for people who are looking to become writers or maybe pursue a career in this, what were some of the things that you would say? I don't want to say grunt work, but, you know, when you're very green and you're starting out at something, what were some of the things that you did to get yourself involved and to learn how to write? Um, Last,
2: I... I went to uh, Riviere College in Nashua, New Hampshire. It's a Catholic college. It's uh, a very demanding college. And okay. um, I hated it at the time because I wanted to be out having fun, going to see bands. But when you go to a school right. like this, you have no social life. So that, that was the, the, the first step. Uh, my second okay. step is, is I got a job as a stringer for a local newspaper, the Nashua Telegraph. And it's it's, act, it's actually the local daily weekly newspaper is actually the, the best thought for any writer. I mean, you got to go to public meetings and listen to people argue and, and sometimes, uh, you know, rather intensely. And you know, right. to, get it, to get it all down and to be able to talk to all those personalities and and it's always on. You go back to the newsroom and the editors are just as tough on you as the people you interview.
1: So okay. you know, it's 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 a long process. Okay. So would you recommend to people who are just starting out to maybe contact their local newspaper or something like that, where maybe they could get like an externship or you know some type of experience following someone around?
2: Yes, M- most um, colleges and universities have have an internship. Um, usually, the the journalism majors all um, you know get linked linked up with a newspaper somewhere in in, in the state. Um, right. And, or if they're English, if they're an English major. It could be it could be a newspaper it it could be any other kind of writing but i, I would recommend you know the lo- local newspapers are the, are the best place to start plus you have to you got to be able to say a lot with little i mean do, i mean they right. you know three three words cut 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 and you know it's right, that's,
1: right. That's something you gotta know cool very cool yeah that's one thing i mean Being a psychologist, personally, I mean, I do like writing, but I can get very wordy. That is something that I've been trying to work on as one of my uh, things to (laughs) get better at doing is saying a lot, but with fewer words, like you said. So, very good. Um, Would you say that there were any specific persons or people that influence your writing style or that you look up to as a writer? Oh, gee, um, yeah. But it's hard to to really (laughs) get. I mean...
2: I mean, well, you can probably name a-, a couple of people. Let's see. Well, in in college, my favorite writers were Shakespeare and Joseph Conrad, William Faulkner. Uh, okay. You know the psycho- psychological depth, writing style. Uh, the Boston Globe had a columnist named David Nyan on the editorial page that that I liked. Oh, gee, there's so many. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I like uh, David Gergen, uh, U.S. Uh, News and World Report. I mean, the, list, the, okay. list, the list is endless. Uh, you know, wow. Rolling Stone magazine has has some of the best, you know, uh, writings yeah, around. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And, you know, it's, um,
0: yeah,
2: you, you really can't write well unless you read a lot, and you read a lot of different things. You're just you just going right. to, if you don't read a lot of those writings, you're going to sit there feeling as stale as day-old bread, you know.
1: Okay, so then that's, that's good because that's another recommendation. It seems like you would make for people is really kind of immerse yourself in different writers, different types of styles, so that people can get a sense of what other people are doing and how they compose stuff.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah, You you I guess um, even if you're reading um, comic books or popular right. fiction, Stephen King, romance, romance novels, I mean, they all have an art of using the language in some way. I mean, your English professor might not have... Approved, but it's it's, right. <laughs> it's it's the it's the way it's the way you know it's the way they put words together that that counts.
1: Exactly, exactly. So I know you've mentioned that you know you work for some some national publications. Um, and what would you say was beneficial about working for them, and what did that teach you? And then maybe we can transition a little bit into why you decided to leave them and then start your own magazine.
2: Well, I didn't really leave them. They just, they just. Oh, okay. actually, I left, I, I left one because I had, I had stopped my own magazine, but the the, the others are folded. I mean, it's it's just okay. been a tough time for the industry, even the online ones. Uh, Venus magazine, I just ran out of time, so I wanted to do my own thing. Rocker Girl folded, and um, WomenWhoRock.com dot com folded. They were just casualties of a okay. of a changing uh, economic climate. Okay,
1: thanks for clarifying that. Okay, okay. But what was, what would you say some of the things were that were positive about working for a publication, and and what did you learn from it prior to branching off on your own?
2: Um, uh, the, the the national the national magazines require a, a different sort of writing style. I mean, if you take the writing style you get from a local daily weekly newspaper and bring it to a free music magazine somewhere in Greater Boston, you know, no one's going to say much with. With the uh, national magazines, the standards were somewhat higher. They wanted more of that artistic flow of words, um, right? I, I guess I could say it, it was it was it having uh, moved to move to a higher level. Um, the other thing about uh, Rocker Girl, Venus Magazine, WomenRock dot com sort of opened my eyes to the phenomenon that women singers and musicians are are the, the thing now. It's 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 just a huge trend. I mean, I know. People that went to Berkeley College back in the 70s, and they said there might have been three or four women students in the whole college. Now it's, wow. just, it's, it's about equal. I mean, I, I'm, I, uh, you know, I there's a a music uh, store just uh, sells instruments and gives lessons. Not far from my home, and I'm using talk okay. here. I have to go to a restaurant somewhere nearby. And it's 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 just very common now to see a girl come out of the shop with a electric guitar, or electric bass, or a right, drumstick. Right, right. Uh, that, that's that, yeah, that's the think. Whole
1: yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think there's definitely more female musicians now. Um, but I also agree with you. I know in some of the information that you had sent to me was that a lot of your writing does focus on the female artist and the female singer, songwriter, and musician, because that still is, would you say, sometimes not as much of the forefront as it is for the males still in the industry? Yeah. I. Well, there's more women... Um
2: um it's a magazine in Boston, the noise that, that, that has a good amount of women writers. But I'm okay. I'm still a lot of men at the other music magazines and you know, the I I wouldn't say there's a bias against women consciously, but I, I just don't right. I just don't think it's just something that people are aware of yet.
1: Okay. Okay. Fair I, enough. But um I, I hope, it's not
2: it's not just uh women artists. I try to get Artists from all um, backgrounds on my magazine, um, you know nationality, right. religion, uh, I'm not on a crusade, I don't have a quota, but I just want my music magazine to look like my music scene. I mean when I'm in, when I'm in Boston, I, I don't just see you know white, middle class males playing their instruments. Right. The people all, right. all backgrounds people of color, women, different nationalities you from other countries. I mean, not okay. long ago I interviewed a nineteen year old um student at Berkeley from, from Italy. I mean, you know, how cool is wow. that? Wow. You know, he came right. over here really cool. blues. Uh, I also have some friends in Boston, a trio called the Tokyo Tramps. They came to Boston from Japan to study music at Berkeley College of Music and now they're they're out wow. playing blues. And so it's so all these stuff um, you know, American roots music. So it shows you how far, you know, American music has come and that the people are coming here from other countries now to, to to get better at playing it and to play it here.
1: Right, right. Well that's great. I mean, it seems like you really have a diverse array of musicians and, and different things that you can go see out there so that you can get, you know, like you said, the diverse background with what you're writing for right now. So that's really cool. Um what would you say, like, one of the limitations is with working for a national publication or one of the challenges?
2: Um, I the only, the only challenge with the nationals or even the locals is um, those national magazines are focused on artists who are, you know, local to a certain part of the United States, or they might tour nationally at the club level or the small theater level. They're not, you know, they're not arena size acts. And um, all the publications I wrote for always had this like rule: we can't review a CD after it's been released more than six months. Right. And that 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 always threw me. It's it's like it's like you're talking about local artists. I mean, local artists work hard. They they struggle. I mean, they don't have a multi million dollar marketing budget like Lady Gaga.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
2: They put an album out. Uh, six months later, a year later, a year and a half later, there's still a lot of people in their own part of the country that haven't heard it yet. So I, I don't, I don't really think any such thing is as a, as a new CD when you're talking about local artists. So right. in my CD review section, every so often I'll, I'll get the uh, people who give me their CDs all the time. The ones that are more than a year and a half old, they, I put them in a pile, and every so often I write like the, the, the retro uh, c- 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 CD nice, review perspective, nice. uh, five, six, seven. And little um, bands are, are still, you know, still playing out, or the artists are still playing out, and and, and they use that on their website, or their MySpace, their Facebook, and it, it, it makes a difference. Uh I, I don't right, really right. You know, I think it's time anymore, you
1: know. No, I think, you know, I think it's really cool, and I, I, I can totally empathize with what you're saying, because, as you know, I'm a independent artist, I mean, I manage everything on my own, by myself, in addition to a full-time, you know, career as a clinical psychologist, and it's really cool and it's really nice to hear someone that can appreciate and understand what we go through and how we don't have these multi-million dollar marketing budgets but you know even to be honest so even people at the ground level you know that don't really understand how it works when you are in the major leagues you know they have these very grandiose you know sometimes arrogant views that you know oh you just go out on the road and you get signed and everything works out and you know you make millions of dollars and it's like No, like you're saying, Bill, like a year and a half later, people are still pushing their album and, you know, most people around the world still haven't even had an opportunity to hear it. So, again, I think that's really cool that you're saying that and I hope that people who are listening in can, uh, especially if there's any musicians out there, can appreciate that. Um, So, I guess getting into, you know, your current magazine, um, when did you launch it? Like about how long ago? When did you start it?
2: It was... um... Early August of, of last year. So let's let's.
1: Oh wow! Nice, very nice. Wow, very impressive. I mean, you've interviewed. I mean, how many people would you say you've interviewed about in terms of reviews that you've done? Because you've done a lot. Um, I
2: don't know. I, I never
1: thought we to count
2: it when I go back. <laughs> and get back to you on that one. Uh, I, you know, I just keep trying to find people that I think are interesting from okay. the diverse backgrounds. And I kind of, you know, want to stick with people who have demonstrated talent. If a band's only so-so or slightly above average, I kind of pass on. I don't think they'll be around much longer or they'll stay in one town forever. Um, But uh, I'm kind of lucky. I live about 40 miles north of, of Boston. And the entire, um, you know, Maine has a good music scene. Uh, Vermont has a good music scene. New Hampshire,
0: nice,
2: uh, incredible, incredible blues scene. Uh, Massachusetts is outstanding. They got they got the influence of Berkeley and the Longy School of Music and the conservatory. And um, you know, Rhode Island, uh, you know, a lot of cities, a lot of interesting people, a lot of curious people. Uh, So you know, there's there's always there's always a a market for something that you don't have to drive too far to find something interesting.
1: Nice. Very nice. Um, and speaking about, again, challenges of a career, and I'm sure it's very competitive being a writer and lots of people out there, you know, either have whatever print magazines or online magazines, you know, what have your experiences been like in terms of competition? How do you cope with that? Um, well, I don't... Hmm.
2: I, let's see. I, I do a lot of my, my work online so it's not you know you know over the phone interviews. Then I just type it up at right. home. um, I go, I go out um you know weekends to, to review shows. So I don't I don't really run into my competition. Um, as That's far good. as okay. uh, business wise, um, adver- advertising, uh, when I when I get it going, I'm going to be charging people uh for like to pay what they normally pay uh to advertise other magazines for each month. Mm-hmm. I have them pay okay. just a year, and because I I cover all of New England, I'll have, you know, a, a greater um, advertising base to, to, to draw from. So I do nice. okay, and it's a, it's a good bargain for people that want to expose their, you know, their products, their instruments, their amplifiers, their venues to, um, cool. you know, more readers.
1: That's great. No, that's very cool. Um, just for a short break, I'm just going to, again, give people uh, some background on who we're talking with right now. If people want to call in or if they want to join us in the chat room, um, if you're just tuning into the Carrie Edelman Show, please create a Block Talk Radio account by going to blocktalkradio.com. To call in and ask questions, dial 805-243-1320. We are on the air right now with music journalist Bill Copeland, who is promoting his online magazine called Bill Copeland Music News, and you can check it out at www.billcopelandmusicnews.com. Okay, so getting back to the interview. um, Have you ever encountered any any interesting story you can tell us, anything that's controversial a little bit, anything that's a little off-color or something that you've encountered when you were... A writer, whether it was at a national publication or starting your own magazine. Um,
2: I didn't. I didn't. Um, and if I you don't, don't I that's fine. I didn't, I didn't run to any any any. It's been smooth sailing so far. Uh, I nice. like I said. I I focus on people with, with with the real talent, and the people with real talent are usually doing well, so they can be magnanimous and, and professional. Um right. So right. I I've really dealt with too many discourteous people. I don't really so I don't I mean, to my uh uh competitors because I, I do everything online so I don't
1: I really I really can't think of any anything that happened that would like scare me into not doing it, if that's what you mean. Well oh my gosh, I can well I can really say that is amazing because <laughs> most people, whether it's you know, in the music industry, any type of this uh entertainment business, you know, they always have some you know, some horror stories. I mean we always encounter stuff, but hey, I mean it sounds like things are pretty smooth sailing for you, uh, pretty low stress or no stress, we could say, which is that's phenomenal. That's great. <laughs> um, have people, do you feel people in your life have been supportive of you uh, being a writer and choosing this as your career?
2: Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. My, my, my parents were, were great when I was um, a stu- student at all that. I mean, I used to work for my father's cleaning company to, you know, get the money to pay for my courses and stuff like that. And, and nice. uh, you know, so there was always, always, pl- there was always, always plenty of work. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I know some people work in an environment where they have an ability, and the family doesn't get it, doesn't care. But um, that's, you know, that that's never, that's that's never been my 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 situation. I mean, I got, you know, good friends, and you know, we sort of push each other you know, where we're strong, and so mm-hmm. no, it's never, uh it, It's well, it's expensive going to a Catholic college, but uh, okay. <laughs> a private. A private <laughs> Other, 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 other than that, you know, I finished paying my loans off a few years ago, so that might that might have okay. been uh, that might have been probably the big the biggest challenge. Yeah.
1: Wow. And, well, it's, it's I, very impressive to hear your experiences because it sounds like things have been pretty good for you, and that's that's great. I mean, most people tell me about like I told you, stresses and all these different challenges they have, and that's wonderful. I mean, you have supportive friends and family. You, you know, found a niche for yourself that seems to be going really well. So that's great. Um, just, if it's do so now but it's it's become you know what I
2: mean once you you know you learn how to balance, once you learn how to balance, juggle the, the you know, the, the deadlines and, and all that sort of thing right. you know, and there's really no deadline with an online magazines, so it's it's just it's right. just a matter of finding time to interview this person, that person and once once you sort of get a handle on that, it's 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 fairly really smooth sailing.
1: Right, right, and I find that with, you know, I just started this radio show actually about a week ago. I mean, you're my third interview, and, yeah, same thing with me. I mean, once I developed kind of this organized pattern of how I set up the shows, how I promote them, yeah, it, it's definitely getting getting easier over time. So definitely I think that's important to communicate to people in these types of professions, too, is that you do need to be organized and have some structure, and, you know, if you're kind of all over the place, it's, you're not going to really be able to get to where you want to be. Um if you had one piece of advice to provide to someone who is choosing to become a writer and go down this career path, what would it be and why? Uh, I would
2: just say prepare to work hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, don't
2: don't listen to the critics or the worshipers. Just follow, you know, write until you're satisfied with what you've done. Whether someone else loves it or hates it, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You just just, you just sort of got to please yourself. Listening to other people is a swell your head, or this will get you depressed if you let them. Just work hard and sort of follow your own compass. You you're really, a writer really can't afford to to, to listen to other voices. They, get, they got to sort of follow their right. own and develop their own as as they go as they go along. Not just a personal voice, but sort of know what you want to write about. You know, so you always keep a. Over my people's suggestions, but then always come down to what you think would be the most newsworthy thing to work on. You know, or uh, you know, so there's an artist who's great but does not a market himself. He's shy, or um, someone someone that's like it gets mentioned a lot in passing, been around a lot. You know, maybe it's something to focus on that person. And Then people who've been who've been aware of them for years. Oh wow, I never knew all that about you. So you know, once, right. once you learn. Find something that people haven't thought about before, and then write about it, and we haven't written about before. You kind of, you know, get people to look at things differently, and that's sort of the key thing with any writer. Get just, just sort of, you know, you you find something and then broadcast it.
1: Right, right. So you're basically saying too, and be like you're saying original. Try to do something a little differently to take a different spin on things. Would you say or? Yeah, uh,
2: let me give an example. There, I. A few weeks ago I interviewed a woman who called herself a rock violinist. She was classically trained, but she okay. fell in love with um electric light orchestra and the string section parts of, of, of uh, you know popular music that we all know and love, uh you know the Moody nice. Blues. Finally she found you know she found a niche and she got not you know not just country bands with a fiddle, but you know rock bands that wanted to do something different. And you know cool. she made quite cool. a niche the last fifteen years but I, I don't I don't think anyone ever did an article on before I Hey, that's interesting. You know, this, this woman right. is brilliant. So let, let me write something about her.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's the same thing. I think that's a parallel with me too. I mean, the concept of this radio show is to interview all different types of people and, you know, make it unique, make it a little different, um, help these people get their names out there, their product, their music, whatever they're doing their magazines, such as you. So, yeah, I think that's a really good thing to communicate to people, too, is, you know, try to take, even if you're doing something similar, just try to, you know, tweak it a little bit and take a little bit of a different spin so that, you know, you're doing something a tiny bit different than what everyone else is doing. Um, So would you recommend this career path to other people who want to become a writer? Um,
2: If they're prepared to work a lot of long, hard hours for not a lot of money, uh, sure, but, you know, but no, unless, unless it's a passion or your spouse is loaded, you, you know, don't do it.
1: Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I've interviewed a couple of comedians over the past two shows and, you know, they said the same thing. I mean, they love doing it. They're passionate about it, but you know, when the first guy I interviewed, he was so funny. He said, you know, I, I love this thing. He goes, and, and I was telling him how supportive I am because I went out to see him so many times and he goes, yeah, but you know what, I, I really need some money. He goes, you know, your emotional support is great, and I love seeing you come out, but I really need some money. So I think that is true. I mean, anyone going into music, writing, comedy, acting, you know, it's it's a really tough road, and you have to be passionate about it. And if you're really just going in for trying to make some big bucks, it's probably not the best idea, um, at least initially. I mean, if you work hard, you never know where you might get to, but just going in with the right attitude, I think, is really important. So, I guess what else uh, before we head out tonight, what else would you like to tell the audience about your your magazine and yourself? Um, you know, plug anything that you'd like.
2: Okay. Uh I guess my 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 goal is to find something new, unusual, different. So, something mm-hmm. uh there, there's a there's a duo in Boston called GOLI, G O L I and okay. you know, one woman plays electric cello, and the other one plays, guess what, the midi marimba. It's like a synthesizer, but it's a, it's a marimba. And she came wow. to Boston area to, to major in uh, marimba performance. Something, something different, like the woman who plays rock violin. I guess uh, the right. sort of quote by Robert Frost, I took the road less traveled, that made all the difference. Yep. That's sort sort of Absolutely. my my uh, this. I want to spearhead it in the direction of something that hasn't been done before, hasn't been thought a lot. I want to interview the side man, not just the charisma front man that gets all the attention, all the chicks. You know, uh, you know, the, the the bass player, the 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 drummer. <laughs> right, um, you know,
0: right. Not,
2: you know, not just the star. Um, like I said, there's, there's, there's always some something. Some uh, perspective that people haven't thought about before. It's just a matter of finding the person who has it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge because it's like finding a needle in right. a haystack. It's, it's there. It's all. It's always there. It's just about a matter of keep looking and looking and looking.
1: Right. Actually, that's that's great. I mean, that's a. I mean, I haven't heard that quote in so long, and I mean, it really. Yeah, it hit home it hit home for me, too, because I know in all areas of my life I kind of do the same thing. I'm always looking for that little bit of a different niche. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, you should really just go down this straight path. And it's like, yeah, but you know what? Sometimes taking that little curve leads to all the difference. And I, I can't agree with you more with that. So, yeah, it's awesome quote, awesome quote. Um, well, I want to thank you so much, though, for coming on the show tonight. and. You know, please keep in touch with me, and I always would love to have guests on, and they can give updates to the audience and let them know what they're up to. Um, so why don't
2: Thanks you – um, Go ahead. Thank
1: you for having me on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, not a problem. I was looking forward to it. Absolutely. And like I said, please keep in touch because I would definitely, you know, bring you back on in the future if you want to give us an update and let everyone know what you're up to. Um so why don't we plug your magazine again, let the artists know where they can get in touch with you if anyone is interested in having you consider uh, reviewing their album. All
2: you to go do is uh, www.billcopelandmusicnews.com. That's Copeland with a C, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D, Copeland. Nice,
1: nice. Thank you so much, Bill. You did a great job tonight. Everyone, again, this is music journalist and music owner Bill Copeland on the air tonight. Again, you can check him out at www.billcopelandmusicnews.com. I highly recommend him to any artist, singer-songwriter out there, or musician that is looking to get an album review. And if you're lucky enough, hopefully he will consider you. Um, Thanks so much again, Bill. Please keep in touch with me. And uh, we will look forward to seeing what you're up to in the near future. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Bill. Take care. Good night. All right. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Carrie Edelman show tonight. Uh, As we saw, that was Bill Copeland, and he really gave us a nice background on what it is like to be a writer, some of the things that people can experience and uh, look forward to in that type of career, as well as some. Um, points that he gave to people who are interested in taking this career path, so please check out the show. The podcast will be available after the show ends. Um, To close the show tonight, if if you or anyone you know would like to be a guest on the Carrie Edelman Show, please become a fan on Facebook by going to the Carrie Edelman Show as there's detailed information about how to book an interview. Also, if you're a band or musician who would like their song featured on the show or product, would like to be advertised, please send a professionally recorded, high-quality MP3 to Carrie Edelman at Hotmail.com. And next Wednesday, April 13th, we have another show coming up at 8 o'clock p.m. On this show, we will feature the creators of Flirt Energy Drink. This is an awesome drink. I recommend everyone tunes in. This is going to be a really cool interview. Some entrepreneurs are going to be coming on, Heather and Ron Pingree, who are the CEOs, Check out these amazing entrepreneurs who launched their very own energy drink exclusively formulated for the female athletes from start to finish. You can check them out at www.flirtsport.com. And on the show, uh, this is perfect for anyone who's looking into going into business or developing their own line or product of something. On the show, you'll learn about the concepts of branding, product development, and challenges along with gratifying outcomes that go into creating your own product. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in tonight. We look forward to hearing from you next Thursday, um, sorry, next Wednesday, which will be April 13th, so check out the show. And we are going to close the show tonight with uh, the title track off of my album, Leave It All Behind. If anyone's interested in the music, check it out on iTunes under Carrie Edelman. Thanks again.